Original content. Content. Compelling discussions. Audio on demand. This is a Podcast 225 production. A new day is upon us. Where the decisions we made yesterday affect the landscape of tomorrow. Today, Today, we talk about it. Discussion, dialogue, and experience all collide on The Clay Young Show. Thanks, Neil. Back like I never left. Welcome to 2022. The Clay Young Show podcast is back on your device, and we got a run to make. Got a run to make a few shows that are going to be about something. We kick off this year's podcast season with a conversation about the Louisiana Governor's Prayer Breakfast. And remember 20 years ago how the words stem cells were such a fire starter? No matter where you were on either side of the line, 20 years ago, it was just like a lightning rod thing. And that's kind of gone by the wayside a whole lot. Well, I'm going to talk with you about stem cells today, but this is not what you think. There is a medicine center in Baton Rouge that's actually using stem cells, not embryonic stem cells, actually cells that come from your body. And I'm going to let one of the owners explain to you how all of that works, but it's pretty fascinating. And if you have nicks and pains and all of these things that go along with living life, whether you are somebody who's athletic or just moving around, you get these pains. And what if your body could heal yourself so we're going to talk about that today on today's show with uh, boyd robert with the louisiana regenerative medicine center but we're going to start talking about the 58th annual louisiana governor's prayer breakfast always a big deal summer toulier is going to be here with us in studio to tell you all about it so let's get to it Podcast225.com. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Unedited, unfiltered, undisputed. You're listening to The Clay Young Show. Summer Toulier is on the steering committee planning this year's Louisiana Governor's Prayer Breakfast. It is the 58th edition of this great, great event that happens as the legislative session commences. And we did television. First of all, Summer, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Clay. And I need to let everybody know she didn't bring my mug. So, And then she had a really good comeback as to why I didn't get my mug. But we don't need to share that part. So... Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about this. I mean, this is this is big. Last year was, and I said this on TV, last year was, I think, the, the first big gathering mm-hmm. of Louisiana citizens in this COVID reality. It and was. it was pulled off magnificently. Yes. This year, we're coming out of the 
the the grip of Omicron is loosening just a bit. We're coming out of that. So how do you feel leading up to the event? We are excited, Clay. Um, we've had a number of conversations with the governor's office. Um, their team is really excited, too. We always look forward to this event every year. But, of course, um, you know, the feedback from the Crown Plaza where the mm-hmm. event will be, um, they, are, uh, they are looking forward to being able to pull out all the stops right. and really just have a wonderful experience for everyone. So and for people who, who are listening to this who didn't see our interview before, tell them what the governor's prayer breakfast is. What's what's the, the goal and everything behind it? Sure, sure. The Louisiana governor's prayer breakfast was born out of inspiration from the national prayer breakfast um, 58 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so we brought that here to the state. Our purpose is to seek guidance from God mm-hmm. um, for our citizens, for our elected officials, um, to really strengthen us as we go on our journey. And the timing is no accident. Right. We have the prayer breakfast every year on the first day of legislative session. Mm-hmm. And that is really just to demonstrate that we are all prioritizing prayer and, uh, and hopefully that God would go with us as we go into our legislative process. And it's 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 the most nonpartisan thing you could attend with elected lawmakers. I mean, the vibe in the room is not divisive at all. You've got lawmakers from every part of the state that participate in this, from reading scripture to in, doing introductions. And I, I think that's good for people who attend to see. Mm, yes, absolutely. You know, there's there's a lot of things that that we share opinions about. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. a, a lot of ways that we can disagree on things. But. I think it's really powerful element to show this kind of common ground mm-hmm. um, before we enter into any sort of discourse about right. lesser things. Right? right, right. So when you attend the event, you get to hear from an amazing speaker and often you get to hear from an amazing musician or a group of musicians. So who's on deck this year? Oh, I can't wait to tell you. <laughs> we, we really lucked out this year. Um, we have Dr. Vody. Mm-hmm. as our featured speaker and uh, i really recommend that you look him up if you haven't heard him speak powerful speaker he is a teacher yeah and he's a powerful minister mm-hmm. um, which i think is a really potent combination for our event um, people come to be inspired to mm-hmm. be challenged to be encouraged right and he will bring all of those things as we talk about the power of prayer right we are also super excited to have Louisiana's own Lane Hardy. Right. Um, so Lane and his team are really excited about the opportunity to work with us. Um, you know, he was at the Rose Bowl yeah. uh, representing Louisiana this year. So yep. we're thrilled to have him as well. I mean, this is great. So let's tell everybody what time everything starts. Sure. So the event is on Tuesday, March 15th. That's right. Breakfast and coffee starts at 630, Mm -hmm. which is super important um, to go in that mug. And then (laughs) and then the event itself at the Crown Plaza starts at 730, goes until nine. We uh, try to keep a very tight schedule and be respectful of be respectful of everyone's time. Mm -hmm. So you would plan to be out of there by nine o'clock. So it's. It's the truth. I've done a number of them, and that's always that's always the good thing. It's like I never feel like it slogs on. You you hear an inspirational message. Nobody goes up there and talks for a long time. I mean, the speaker obviously gets the most time, and then the music is great. But it's it, it's a beautiful event. And you know what's funny now that I think about it, and I'm really gonna have to 
up there because there probably has been one. I don't know that it's I'm, I don't know that it's ever rained mm. as I've gone to one of those. Now, of course, it's probably going to rain because I just said that. But yeah, yeah, not going to wait. It's probably going to rain. So if people want to get a ticket or buy a table, what can they do? Great. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, we have a website with a lot of additional information, and it's L-A-G-P-B for Louisiana Governor's Prayer Breakfast mm-hmm. org. And we have information not only about this event, but you can look at past events to see um, what we've experienced each year. And then there's also ticket purchasing opportunities. You can uh, get different levels of table sponsorships, mm-hmm. but you are also able to buy individual tickets as right. well. You know, I know that you you don't think of it this way, but this it, it also is a great networking opportunity for companies mm-hmm. where there a lot lots of businesses get tables. I have a table there, and you get to mingle with people in a really great Louisiana atmosphere. Absolutely, and in an atmosphere too where the tone is just different. Yep. yep. Um, you know, no one's there with an agenda. Nope. Our only agenda is to to lift up the name of Jesus and to pray uh, for our state. So I think that really also sets a a unique tone to be able to connect with people so again what's the website the website is l-a-g-p-b for governor's prayer back in just a moment helping build a better tomorrow for baton rouge come join a team dedicated to making the capital city a better place to live join the baton rouge police department for the 2022 89th basic training academy we are hiring officers criminal information specialists fingerprint techs and communications officers A full benefits package is included, as well as a retirement plan and additional benefits for 80-plus hours of college and college degrees. Be the change you want to see. Learn more at GoBRPD.com. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows, and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website, and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. This is real life. Unfiltered, uninterrupted, and on-demand. You're listening to The Clay Young Show. Back with Boyd Robert, and I was telling you in the open about this fascinating thing that some of you may have heard about and the rest of you are going to learn about it, but the company is Louisiana Regenerative Medicine Medicine Center. I wondered if I was going to get through regenerative <laughs> in one shot. Try answering the phone <laughs> and saying that. It's, it's, we need to change the name to something short. We, LRNC. LRNC. See, we can get that right, even from South Louisiana. So, man, this is uh, fascinating, and, and your path to getting here is fascinating. Now, you're from Ascension Parish right? and was a cattle broker. That's correct. And now is into this thing that's giving people relief using stem cells. So let's start at the beginning. How'd you, how'd you yeah, get on this a, path? It's a great story how this started. So my uh, partner, my business partner and dear lifelong friend uh, that I started this company with, um, we both grew up on you know farms in Ascension Parish. Uh, so we both have an agricultural background. Both went to LSU. 
He's a very smart guy, graduated in engineering and went on to run a huge uh, marine div- offshore marine construction kind of company, a division okay. of a, a big company out of Seattle. And then I went, took my path, ended up starting a cattle brokerage company where we bought and sold cattle all you know, through the Midwest and stuff. And uh, how this came about, so uh, from the cattle business, uh, I had a lot of customers in Kansas, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Texas. One of them is a guy named John Farley. Okay. And about seven, eight years ago, I was at the National Cattlemen's Convention in San Antonio. Hadn't seen John in a while. I ran into him. We sat down. We're talking. I said, John, what you been up to? He said, well, I opened a stem cell clinic in Manhattan, Kansas. I literally said, what's that? You know, right. It's a stem cell clinic. And he explained to me that John was in his early 50s, had had three or four knee operations, and his doctor was telling me, you need to replace your knees. But you're very young. Mm-hmm. You know, replacement has a shelf life, so yeah. you want to don't want to do it too early. And uh, so he was just living in pain. And so he his brother was working for a veterinary company, veterinary pharmaceutical company that was doing a lot of work in stem cells. And told him about a doctor out in California, Dr. Mark Berman, who was doing stem cell therapy, you know, on uh, on people, uh, which is the type of therapy we've has been around longer than you think. Right. I mean, uh, we'll get into that later, but you know, uh, the type that we're doing has been around for a little over a decade, you know? Uh, but anyway, so he goes out there, he does stem cell therapy on his knees and he said, man, it changed my life. So he calls Dr. Berman and he says, look, this is incredible. I want to open one of these clinics in Manhattan, Kansas. And Dr. Berman said, John, there's more people within 10 square miles of my office. He's in Hollywood. You know, yeah, yeah. Then there is in the whole state of Kansas. You think this will work there? He goes, I don't know if it will or not, but I'm just so impressed, you know, with my outcome. I want to try. So they opened this clinic in Manhattan, Kansas, you know, not very big. And it's, it really became one of the biggest stem cell clinics in the country. And so, wow. You know, then kind of fast forward, John and I, we used to have our little, you know, once a month or so, we'd meet at the fairgrounds, racetrack in New Orleans, yeah. watch the horses run, yeah, and yeah. go get lunch, you know. And I'm sitting here just telling this story, and he said, you know, that's so interesting. We ought to go check this out, you know. So shoot, we just got a plane ticket, went out to Kansas City, you know, rented a car, drove to Manhattan, yeah. and checked out their operation and talked to their doctors, and we were just blown away. Well, look. You know, John is about the same weight as when we graduated high school. Works out all the time. Right. He's a fit guy. Right. You know, me, on the other hand, Clay, <laughs> you're not a guy you'd think would end up in medicine. I've smoked for 25 years. Anything that was bad for right, him. You know, right, right. Well, and, and when I was in my early 30s, uh, I, I broke something, I think. And I, the doctor, you know, they do a just a stethoscope, yeah. you know, was listening to my breathing. He goes, do you smoke? I said, yeah, I do. He said, man, you need to quit. You've got some emphysema or something. I was mm-hmm. 32 years old. Right. What do you think I did? I went out to my truck and lit up. A, you think, <laughs> you're invincible at that age, you know? That's right. So anyway, fast forward, you know, to my late 40s and I couldn't breathe anymore, mm. you know, and it was really getting bad. Now, I wasn't on oxygen or anything, but I would keep an inhaler with me. Yeah. And, and eight, nine, ten times a month, I'd kind of start wheezing, you know, have trouble catching my breath mm-hmm. and I could control it with that inhaler. So after we went, they were, you know, one of the things with stem cell therapy that's pretty widely treated as COPD and emphysema. Most of what we do is is orthopedic stuff, but and it's got a higher success rate. With mm-hmm. COPD, the success rate was sixty five percent or something. Now that's for a condition that's not going to get better, right. you know. So I said, John, look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and do the the procedure and treat this and see how it works, you know. And and I mean, we'll be you know real life examples. If right, we make a decision right. then. So right. I did the treatment for COPD and Clay. 
stem cells are funny. They, nothing's immediate about them. You know, everybody says you have a stem cell experience. It takes a few months. Well, a few months after, you know, I did the treatment, I didn't even all of a sudden I noticed, man, I don't remember the last time I've reached for an inhaler. And that's odd. And let me tell you, it completely changed. It just, it was amazing, you know, the results. So anyway, that was the catalyst that kind of put, we said, we need to bring this to South Louisiana, having no idea what we were up against. <laughs> right. you know, I, I didn't even know many doctors. But it's interesting, I had my, my first cousins married to an emergency room doctor. Mm-hmm. He's a great doctor, Chris Trevino. He's the head of the emergency room at St. Elizabeth. And so I just called him. I said, Chris, meet me for lunch. I want to talk to you about something I'm looking at. So I sat down and told him the same story I've just told you. you yeah. know? And he goes, boy, before I ever went to LSU Med School, I, I, did, uh, I got uh, my Ph.D. in cell biology at Tulane. You know, wow. I've always been fascinated with how we could use this just to help people in everyday problems and that, you know. So Dr. Davino came on and was our first doctor, and then he recruited one of his partners from uh, – from uh, St. Elizabeth, Dr. Jamie Broussard, and and we just set up shop. And, and, and so it is important, like, you know, you don't just really do this on your own. Right. I mean, those doctors, although good doctors, had to be trained. Had to sure. Work with, so, and they didn't just say, yeah, we'll do it. I mean, they went out to Kansas. They met with those doctors. They went to California. They did their due diligence and came back and said, let's, let's go. This is great. You know, so we send them out to our clinic as an affiliate clinic of Cell Surgical Network, which is the largest group of adipose-derived stem cell clinics in the country. And, uh, and you know, those, those guys are just, they've been at this for so long. They're just pioneers. And so our doctors went out and worked with them and trained with them and came back. And gradually we just started doing more and more cases, you know. So that's kind of how we, we got, you know, started. It's interesting. So what did you learn? Well, tell me more, a little bit more about your experience. You said it kind of eventually it, it dawned on you that you weren't reaching for an inhaler. And then did you, I'm sure you started to lean into really, okay, what else is going on here? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, and I knew, and from the beginning, you know, it's interesting, Clay, because we don't treat a lot of COPD cases. Yeah. You know, we, we've never, I think maybe the low-hanging fruit to some extent is orthopedic, musculoskeletal mm-hmm. disorders, bad knees, yeah. hips, shoulders, spine. Yeah. Uh, there's so many more people. And actually, it is of, of because of the nature of stem cells, you can treat a wide range of things, uh, but then you got to look at what are their most effective. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, those uh, osteoarthritic conditions and the joints, probably the best thing we've seen so far, you know, certainly right there at the top. And so it just kind of, when you start in a company, you don't have endless resources right. to try to do everything, you know, so we just said, let's focus on that, you mm-hmm. know, and that's kind of what we, but now the reality is some of these other, you know, autoimmune conditions are very easy to treat it's just IV therapy so we do all that but you know we we, if you ask me you know 90 percent of what we treat is orthopedic stuff so tell me how it works how how does it work so it's actually say someone comes in they've got a they've got knee issues or hip issues or something sure so it's you'll be amazed at how simple the process is we uh we start with and i'll get more into the types of stem cells but with our procedure which is called adipose-derived, and adipose is a fancy medical term for fat. Right. You know, so it's fat-derived stem cells. 
Uh, so it starts with a little mini liposuction. You mm-hmm. know? In a real liposuction, they can take out up to 5,000 cc's of fat. We take out 50. Wow. People are like, oh, I get to do liposuction too? I'm like, it's not really that kind of liposuction. <laughs> no, you know? no. It's just a syringe full. You know? <laughs> right. But that's how our procedure starts. And let me back up a little bit. We start with a consultation. You know, We don't charge anything for consultations. If you have a problem, you can come in and see our doctors. It doesn't cost you anything. Because what we want to do, we ask people if you have x-rays or MRIs, bring them in. Let our doctors evaluate your condition because, you know, we're talking about knees. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised. I think bone on bone is kind of a, a catchphrase in orthopedics. Yeah. And I'm not saying, look, those orthopedic surgeons get to a point where there's nothing else they can do. Right. You know, and there's so no cartilage, nothing is, yet. But, but it's it's kind of rare. OK. You know, everybody that comes into the clinic has been told they're bone on bone. And we do see some where the bone is actually collapsed into another bone. You know, I had a guy a couple of weeks ago walk in and say, I'm bone on bone. I'm like, no, you're not. He goes, well, you're not a doctor. How do you know? I said, you wouldn't have walked in this clinic like you did if you had a bone collapsed on another bone, you know. Right. But it, you know what I'm saying? They right. get to where there's not much joint space, not much cartilage, yeah. and that's what they tag it as. Uh, so you come in, you got bad knees. We'll do a little mini liposuction where we'll take out 50 cc's of fat. Okay. Uh, the whole procedure is about two and a half hours generally, but really that liposuction is 10 or 15 minutes. Okay. And then we have paid really kind of nice patient rooms, recliners, TVs, where mm-hmm. people can sit because the biggest part of the of the whole thing is just us processing the cells. Right. So then we have a, a registered nurse who will take that collection of fat, and she has a process, centrifuge. Uh, they have a washing process where they start with that fat, and then we add a, an enzyme called collagenase that actually breaks away the fatty tissue. So what we're left with from the initial 50 cc collection is about 20 cc's of what's called stromal vascular fraction, which is a Kool-Aid looking liquid yeah. that is just millions and millions of stem cells in it. So pretty pure. And the reason that we wash away the fat is we want to give it intravenously to all our patients. Mm-hmm. So once we've done that, we've got your collection, we'll bring the patient back in. And I tell people, it's almost like when you get a steroid shot, mm-hmm. you know, so we're just injecting instead of steroids, we're using stem cells, you know. So everyone, you know, will get, uh, if, if your problem area is your knees, we don't charge anything extra to do additional joints. I mean, the average age we treat is 70. Mm-hmm. And people are, you know, they got a lot of problems. Sure. When you get up in age, things yeah. hurt. You yeah. Know? So yeah. if your, you know, main concern is your left knee, you, you know, but you took just as many steps on your right. And typically mm-hmm. one knee's predominant or dominant, yeah. you know, the, the dominant problem and the other is getting there, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so we will do as many joints as we can with a collection and that. But but so we just, you know, like a steroid shot, we'll inject that stem cell back. Where's the it. injection point? You said you, you do it intravenously, but are okay, you are yeah, you going into the area or, yes. or how? So, so you can actually treat uh, a lot of things just IV. Uh, stem cells huh. have amazing homing capabilities. Okay. They can travel through your blood and find inflammation anywhere in your body. And the more serious things that we do is strictly IV therapy. Yeah. The problem with joints or the spine is that there's no blood flow hardly in those areas. Very right. little. Right. So it's just not an efficient way to get cells. So when you get to joints or, you know, back and neck issues, we direct inject those cells. Okay. Like we'd go right into your knee joint and put those stem cells there. And uh, it's a it's a simple. I mean, so injections are five minutes. You mm-hmm. know, the, the liposuction is like I said, fifteen or twenty, depending if you're, you know, if you're very lean, mm-hmm. you have to fan out a little bit more. But uh, simple process. Really. You know, I've heard from so many people about 
back issues lately and you know and 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 all of i've just spoke with a friend who's very worried about getting cut again and the whole thing and worried about what's happening with discs what about something like this that relates to that yeah you know i'm i'm the some of the best results certainly we've seen in our clinic and uh because of our affiliation with cell surgical network we participate in massive studies Mm -hmm. on all these different conditions and i think you know back and neck is would be a, a very good thing for people who are suffering. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, and the reason is, look, I've had 15 broken bones in my life. I know what pain is, you know. Um, our our spine specialist is Dr. John Braswell. He's a managing partner at Spine Diagnostic and Basic Spine Guru, mm-hmm. you know. And I met him years ago, uh, long before we got into to this. Yeah. Um, I had a just a kind of a nerve or something going on in my back that really did turn out to not be that serious. But for six months, I was I could never get calm. It's like a headache that never goes away. Right. People with with spine conditions suffer. I mean, you got nerve pain going on. For me, it was down my arm. The problem was in my neck, or if you get into the lower part, the lumbar and sacral, as typically a sciatic mm-hmm. nerve, you know. And so, man, I feel for people because I've been in painful situations before, but nothing wore me out, you know, like that. It's like a toothache or a headache. But this helps. And this is it's amazing. I mean. Uh, you know some of the the people that have come in the condition they're in and i would certainly look at it if you're dealing you know with, with those it, kind of issues. so it this is it, man it leads to so many questions you know a lot of people listening if not have been through it know someone who's had multiple surgeries on a knee or multiple back surgeries i got a friend right now who's had i mean it been into his neck so many times going in through your throat to do things and and the the I mean, it's got to be hell to go through all of that. And if you have an option that would deal with it without having yeah. to do all that, it's better. But I know someone is thinking, okay, this sounds like a better way to go about it. What are the downsides? What are the drawbacks? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, the biggest the biggest single drawback, I mean, or, or downside is that it's not covered by insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, no stem cell therapy. We we did have a product, amniotic fluid, which was a, what we call an allogeneic mm-hmm. product from a donor mm-hmm. that was covered briefly, you know, and in Medicare but from by Medicare, and then the, then they pulled that code. And even that was a good product, but not near as good as you know. If you look at stem cells, you can kind of break them into two categories: okay. autologous cells, meaning your own cells, mm-hmm. or allogeneic, meaning cells from a donor. You know now. The autologous cell, much, much more studies, much more legitimate studies done on that. Allogeneic, you know, cells, that would be examples of that would be like uh, amniotic fluid, umbilical cord products, uh, Wharton's jelly, to name a few. Um, You know, much more just anecdotal stuff and a lot of salesmanship, I would say, around that, you know. So, and the one thing that we know is that when you're dealing with autologous cells, look, like I said, we're not from the medical, we medical you know we don't have medical background so we want to be sure we're doing something that's safe sure and when you use your own cells that's the safest thing you can do i mean you don't have to worry about any rejection you don't have to worry about you know it's just a safe process with allogeneic cells this stuff has come on so fast i mean i listened i was at a medical conference in a brilliant kind of research uh, doctor from Eastern Europe, educated at Harvard, said, hey, we don't know if we're putting somebody else's DNA in our bodies, what might happen 10 or 15 years down the line. Right. And, you know, you just kind of say, let's do what's what's safe, what's widely studied. What we know, and the other advantage is, 
you know, when you're doing a tolerance procedure, those are live cells. That's as fresh as you can get. Mm -hmm. We take them out of your body. Right. When you do allergenic, you know, procedure, most of those products are, you know, uh, come from birthing mothers. Sure. These companies collect placentas. They extract mm -hmm. the cells mm -hmm. from this placenta. They have a process where they take out whatever would make someone reject it or whatever parts they need. They culture it and grow it. They hyper, they cryopreserve it, yeah. you know. So there's really not a lot of living cells and that stuff. A lot of growth factors. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I rambled on. But but that's kind of why versus we taking do. it directly from the person. Um, yeah, person. it's 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 a safe deal. So uh, the other one's easier. You, know, yeah. you don't have to yeah. do a liposuction. Right. Uh, and that's a, a you know, I guess if you could say that's a downside of what we do. That is the most risky part of the whole procedure which is, is? that little mini liposuction okay you know, now think about it now why you is know, that risky well because anytime you break the skin you have a risk our risk is infection yeah okay and that's that's true of any surgery right anytime, right, you right. Know? so we we definitely keep a sterile room we have our own surgical mm -hmm. suite in our clinic uh you know we we take follow all the protocol to make sure and we've never had an infection but if you look at cell surgical network and their affiliate clinics this is to show you how safe it is We've done about 17,000 of these procedures collectively. Wow. We've not had one event that caused hospitalization or death. The head doctor, Dr. Berman, says, man, people die every year from aspirin, you know? Mm -hmm. So you, it's hard to find a procedure that's safer right. than this. And look, that's that's saying something, you know, because, you know, look, I think they've got these replacement surgeries down pretty good and they're doing a better job, but that's major surgery, you know, or these spine deals you do. <laughs> And your people are the people conducting this stuff are medical people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah this is not, you know, uh, it's strictly doctors, yeah. medical doctors. And our doctors are well qualified uh, to do what they do. I mean, our staff now consists of uh, Dr. Jesse Babineau. She's a physical medicine and rehabilitation doctor mm -hmm. who worked for a large pain clinic. Most of those guys did spine. So she handled all the other joints, you know, all the other problems. Uh, and she's just been great for us uh, and then we have dr john braswell yeah. as our spine specialist but i want to get back to you because you initially asked about you know back problems yeah and so when dr braswell came to us you know and he's not a guy that's going to say you never want to do back surgery he, he, he recognized that there's times that may be the best option mm -hmm. but one of the more common you know back surgeries is spinal fusion yeah you know and he told me he said i I've been working in spines my whole life. He said, I have never seen someone fuse their spine, and that was the end of their problem. Yeah. It's just, it, you might buy some time. Right. But typically, you have an arthritic condition. So if you fuse the spine at a certain place, the problem's going to come back above or below where you fuse the spine, you know? So, well, what about uh, degenerative uh, medical issues that cause problems over time you know different types of arthritis rheumatoid and all these other things yeah. that people deal with where it's a it's a slow process of giving up motor functions right does this address any of that yeah yeah so it's a it's a it's interesting because of everything that i've seen studied and i've seen just all the studies our network has done I don't think anything has a higher success rate than rheumatoid arthritis. I don't think we've ever done a rheumatoid arthritis case in our clinic. And wow. Maybe we're not getting the words of these people, or you know, the you know, they want something that's because that's rheumatoid arthritis, and this is a difference. Osteoarthritis is just a fancy right. medical term for wear and tear. Yeah, you know, yep. we're getting our joints, yep. like yep. a joint space, cartilage, yep. whatever. Rheumatoid's different. It's an autoimmune condition, yep. so it's kind of the body fighting the body. That's right. So what you have when we do 
you know, uh, procedure on someone with osteoarthritis, we look at it as kind of a one and done deal. Mm -hmm. We don't have follow up, you know, procedures. If it works, it's going to work and it's going to get better as you go. Year three, you should be better than when you first did it. Right. Uh, So. Uh, now I can't say, and like I said, we've been around about a decade. I can't tell you twenty years down the line. I wouldn't suggest that because right. we don't know. But uh, rheumatoid, you know, you're going to have a condition where the body's fighting itself. So one of the things that's kind of kind of new that well, I'll say it's been around for the last four or five years is cell banking. So we do have a way where when people come in to do the procedure, if you have rheumatoid arthritis, recognizing it may work for you, but how long is it going to last? Mm. You know. Uh, where you can bank your own cells. And then every few months, you can come in and get another dose of cells. The initial cost is obviously a little more expensive up sure. front, but it saves a ton of money over time because you can do a collection and bank those cells for five years, and it's a fraction of the cost to come in and get your cells back, and you don't have to do the, the liposuction again. How do you? So. How long do, do they, for the lack of a more educated question how long do they last once you are banking them but five years is okay. what they say after five years you really need to they've cultured them as long as they can okay uh and they've done so much research on when i guess they lose and i'm look me too clay i, <laughs> I don't you know know a ton about that other than they kind of lose their, their their potency i guess after a certain amount of time you referenced uh, the FD, the fda earlier and i want to talk about that and and all of the criticism of this and stem cell as a t- stem cells as a topic have been controversial largely for the last 20 years when there was a whole debate about embryonic stem cell usage versus adult stem cell usage and i remember the case of this young woman in florida terry shivo and the whole thing about her and and just it's it was it was i so my question is what what criticism out there are you hearing and what is your addressing of it and then talk about the different types of stem cells because yeah, these yeah. are coming from right. you know these are coming from uh, amniotic sacs they're coming from umbilical cords they're coming right. from your own body yeah. so it's not on that controversial side that we've dealt with a long right, time but right. for for the layperson, they don't know yeah absolutely and and so you're exactly look a lot of our first maybe recollections of hearing anything about stem cells. If you remember back in the Bush administration when embryonic stem cells were so controversial for obvious reasons. I mean, this is, you know, the deep South, right. You know, you're getting those stem cells from aborted fetuses and people, and I understand that, you know, but so actually when we first started, like a big part of our advertising even was trying to make a distinction that it wasn't the same. Yeah. You have two types of stem cells, right? You have an embryonic stem cell. Now, you know, I think Harvard spent a billion dollars on a research facility for embryonic stem cells. Those are the most powerful stem mm-hmm. cells in existence. But what's their job? Their job is to build a, a heart, a liver, a leg, an arm. You know, their job is to create something. Mm-hmm. You know, what we use adult stem cells. Their job is simply to maintain and repair the human body. Mm-hmm. You know, so it has nothing to do, you know, with with, with, with life. Yeah, with embryonic stem cells. Yeah. And and look. The stumbling block with embryonic stem cells is, you know, they're so powerful, but how do you program them? You right. Know? I mean, so they can also create a tumor. Right. They're more dangerous, you know. Right. Uh, but but I think, you know, the, the larger question, and you're right, stem cells kind of became at some point kind of the new sexy almost term. Yeah. Like you hear pills with, yeah. you know, from stem cells, uh, creams from stem cells. Right. You've got all these products. 
and it's interesting when you're talking about your early recollection. One of my first recollections, I bet you remember this, Christopher Reeves, Superman. Yes, yes. You know, he had that horse accident, yes. he was paralyzed. Yep. And these doctors came out and said, we'll have him walking in no time with stem cells. Now, that's probably 30 years ago. Yep. That's the most Gosh, irresponsible. Gosh, 40 years ago. Yeah, yeah, most irresponsible. I can tell you from my knowledge now, they weren't close right. to being able to do that. You know, I mean, they were, I'm not saying that if we ever... And, and in places, some places where, you know, they're maybe a little more free to do human experience. They, 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 other countries. Other countries, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think, you know, you if they do get paralyzed people, it's going to be through the use of stem yeah. cells. But to say that 30 years ago. Right. So my point is, I think you've got bad actors mm-hmm. in our industry, too. And you got people that make outlandish claims, you know. And we just try to tell people the truth right? And, 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 and be very upfront about what we think their chance of success is. Because, you know, I, I'll give you an example really quick. So my dad called me one day and said, oh, there's another stem cell, you know, uh, clinic in Baton Rouge, to which I always say fantastic. Because I think the more it gets right. out there, we're not the only ones kind right. of, you know, ringing the bell. So anyway, so he said, yeah, they've got a, got a commercial. And so sure enough, a couple of days later, I see this commercial, and they're advertising for COPD, okay? And, it, and they're saying, we're using stem cells to treat COPD. It's this really slick commercial. And and so I got on the internet, and I looked up their home office was in Tampa, and I had a meeting out there. And so I said, I'm going to go by and, and just, you know, talk to the owners, doctors, whatever. Maybe they've figured out some way to treat COPD mm-hmm. that we don't know, you know? So I go in, you know, it's this kind of high rise in Tampa and I, I go to the address and I, you know, the door's locked and I kind of knock, I'm expecting to walk into a clinic. I knock on the door and nobody answers. I, I knock again and finally I turn around and start to walk back to the elevator and the door opens behind me and it's this little guy and she says, can I help you? I said, yeah, I'm looking for whatever the clinic name was. Uh, she goes, well, are you a patient? I said, no, I'm, I just really wanted to talk to the owner, the doctors and I own a stem cell clinic in Baton Rouge. And she looked a little puzzled. She said, go up to the, you know, the top floor or whatever. When I got off the elevator, it was wall-to-wall telemarketers, you know. They had like these satellite, they had four satellite offices, you know. They're running this national spot. So I did, I mean, I, I finally kind of cornered somebody, I mean, you know, uh, and, and and asked them a few questions. They were using, you know what PRP is, yeah. platelet-rich plasma. Yeah. It's yeah. something that we do in our clinic. Platelet-rich plasma is a tremendous therapy, but it's more like I tell people, look, if you're using PRP for an osteoarthritic knee, that's like taking an aspirin for an aneurysm, you know. Right. It, it may give you some temporary relief, but it, it, there's very few cells in blood. Wow. It's not going to regenerate yeah. anything. They were using charging people ten grand using blood, you know, and making this claim that they're getting people off. It's, 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 it is the biggest farce, you know. And so, you know, you do have some, I recognize that there's that out there as well, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, but just people kind of duping people. So look, all we can do is kind of, uh, you know, believe in what we do and give people good information and the truth and, and hope we help people. And we have, you know, you know you're here and in, in really almost in the middle of the city where you guys are on Jefferson Highway in Baton Rouge for those listening in other places. Um, just the, the, the last question I'll ask you on this is why should people want it? If, if you're obviously and you've said it, you know, people should go and go to your website, go do your own due diligence and find out. But if someone is listening to this, talking about aches and pains, even if it's from the wear and tear of trying to be in shape, because nothing right, gets absolutely. you hurt more than trying to be in shape. Absolutely. Trust me, I know. So if somebody's listening and they're wondering, why should I want this? What would your answer be? 
Well, I'd be. This would be an alternative okay. to surgery and drugs. So okay. if you look at conventional medicine, you know, and look, you know, I'm, I'm not. Uh, look, if you need orthopedic surgery, we're not the clinic. Mm-hmm. We obviously see an orthopedic surgeon, but I tell people all the time. Let's say, you know, you're in your fifties, and you, nobody wakes up with knee pain and has it replaced the next week. Right. You know? First, you get on the money wheel. You know, <laughs> you go in. You get diagnosed, you know, you do your x-rays, whatever it is. Then, you know, so many knee stuff starts with a meniscus tear surgery. Yeah. Very common, you know, easy surgery. But the problem is uh, just our doctor was just telling me about a study where they looked at, you know, 200 people with meniscus tears. Yeah. Half of them, they did the, the surgery. The other half, they just let time. No difference in the outcome, you know. So we have so many little surgeries in orthopedics that really don't. You know, they, they, they're not going to change what's going on, and that's an arthritic knee. So you go, you know, your little minor surgery, then it's the steroid shots, then it's the rooster comb injection. You know what all those things have in common? You will never get better. That is, that's just a temporary relief type deal. It's not going to change what's going on. If you're in your 50s or whatever age and you check in and you're having, you know, collapsing joint and reduction of a degenerative knee, you know, you're going to get on this money wheel where you're going back and back and back, but you will never get better. And one day you walk in and they say, hey, we got to replace your knee. Right. That's it. You know, this if, if you don't. And look, that's a great surgery. You know, I know a lot of people that have had knee replacements and they're doing great. But to tell someone you'll be just the same, that's not true either. Right. You're not the same. Right. So if you don't want invasive surgery, you don't want pain medicine, you don't want those kind of things. This is a great alternative. And I, I want to maybe delve off a little into medicine and why it's not covered by insurance. Okay. And maybe I might get a little more controversial than you want. Not to, but I'm going to tell you. It fits in I, here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I uh, you know, I've learned a lot. I, 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 like anything I told you, I didn't know much about med. I knew less than anybody know about medicine, but you know, you, you invest like we did in this company and you'll educate yourself right. in a hurry, you know, so I've, I've read more than anyone. And uh, you, you know, Medicine, it, it, just the structure of it is a corrupt industry. You know, I tell people that every day. And I'm not talking about doctors. Man, doctors, aren't, they are operating in the system that they have to work in to get paid. And if you really know a doctor and you, you know, can talk to him and ask him if, if I'm telling the truth, they'll tell you, yeah, he is. You know, if you look at, um, at just lobbying, you know, so who do you think is the biggest lobby, you know, in America? It's the med- it's hospitals, insurance, and big pharma. Those three uh, dwarf defense spending, oil and gas, financial services, about a half a billion a year they spend just trying to, um, you know, lobby individual. We have 435 congressmen, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, how the hell can you spend almost a million dollars per congressman (laughs) trying to influence their vote? But that's what happened. So what happened, this is kind of interesting. I think a lot of people don't know this, Clay. But if you go back to the early 90s in an amendment to the Prescription Drug Act, Congress passed a law that even I might have thought, well, that seems like a good idea if I didn't think much about it, where we were having trouble getting new drugs and devices out on the market. It was a long process. Um, So in order to expedite that, these lobbyists went to Congress and said, hey, what if we let the industry fund the FDA, you know, so that we can hire more people and and expedite this process? It won't cost the taxpayers anything. Man, that sounds great, right? What do you think would happen if British Petroleum said, let us fund the EPA? 
you know, Charles yeah, Schwab said, we'll fund the SEC. Wouldn't work out too well. But you know why people? Because people think of medicine, if it's insured, as, I mean, my, other than we definitely pay premiums, you know, but it's almost like it's free, you know. It really is. That's kind of the mindset, you know. And I get it. Look, when yeah. people say it's not covered, you know, uh, I mean, they pay a lot for their health insurance, and they feel like if it's a real, you know, um, medical possibility, it mm-hmm. would be covered. But what they don't understand, and I think the the rationale is, you know, some of these joint replacements with all in could be fifty grand. Back surgery will get over a hundred. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're a fraction of that. So, you know, they're like, well, I mean, why would insurance want to do this? And they're, they're <laughs> and they don't understand how insurance works. The higher the cost of medicine, listen close. The higher the premium, the more they make. They're making it killing right now. So, Arkansas is a this is a great example passed legislation where state workers and teachers could could get stem cell therapy reimbursed mm-hmm. on insurance. They're a big self-insured group, so they could do that. And so I knew a guy, Morgan Pyle, who worked uh, on that legislation. Uh, and anyway, the reason, when you say, why Arkansas? It's not the most progressive state in the country, but uh, Bill Fields was a former CEO of Walmart, the biggest mm-hmm. company in Arkansas and one of the biggest in the world. Yep. You know? And he was a strong proponent of regenerative medicine so you know that kind of gave him the political clout to go in and get this done so i'm talking to morgan i said dang morgan with walmart behind that in arkansas y'all must have got that done lickety split he said took us five years he said blue cross blue shield fought us every step of the way they don't want to do anything that'll lower medicine that's counterproductive you know so i mean that is just the truth of how it is if you look at you know, doctors make a good living. They're not getting it's, it's hospitals, insurance, big pharma. That's where the money is. You know? Are you looking to be targeted by some of these groups? Or, uh, well, you know what? I'm just going to tell it like I see it. And, you know, if, if that ruffles any feathers, I've got friends that are orthopedic, you know, uh, surgeons. I think they're really good, you know. But I tell people all the time, if you want orthopedic surgery, go see that guy. But they don't know if they say, uh, you know, stem cell, that's, that's a, you know, snake oil. Or we don't know much about it. I always ask them the same question. How many stem cell therapies has that orthopedic surgeon done? And the answer is always the same, none. Now, they may have an allogeneic product that they say, yeah, we do stem cell therapy. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's apples and oranges compared to what we do, you know. And uh, and I'm not knocking them. I understand. That's what they do. They do orthopedic surgery. We do stem cell therapy. Sure. We're not trying to do orthopedic surgery. We're not qualified for that. And I don't think they're qualified to do what we do, you know. So, um, well. It's it's fascinating and the story of getting here this this company that was built over a conversation and and where it's going and I think that it's worth looking into just before getting into our conversation just looking around and and, and reading about it it really is fascinating how fast it's growing and how people are seeing yes. it as an alternative and that's a word you used earlier as an alternative because in some places surgery may be the best option depending on yeah. what's going on but it's it's wonderful the louisiana regenerative i, I guess see i did it again regenerative you got to make two runs at you, that you, word you, man look, it is i've, I've said, been doing uh, this 30 years and I, <laughs> you're good i've said a hundred times why did we actually we named it that because we started out as a it's kind of a partnership with kansas regenerative medicine center and a hundred times i've cursed us man listen name. it's a mouthful it is I mean, and i mean you've said it a billion times and when i was reading it and i said it out loud one time i was like whoa what was that louisiana regenerative hey, medical center you, you you'll laugh but uh, i know you try to keep but we had a marketing guy 
who came in and uh, he was doing some TV spots and that, and he would mispronounce it. We'd have people email us. He'd say regenerative medicine, you know, which is you know right. kind of a tendency to say. Yes. And, and we'd have people. You don't even know the name of your own clinic. You know? so. It seems like they like sneak a syllable in there on you, so you can look it up, put it in your search engine to learn more about it, and and I think it's worth looking up, man. I got to get you to come do the TV side too. We can I'd use love, pictures love on that to. one. Yeah, and, and let me give you our website. It's LouisianaRMC.com, or come visit us on Facebook. We're we're trying to. We haven't been as active in that stuff as we should. Yeah. we're trying to get better. But uh, well, at least you don't have to spell and, regenerative. <laughs> we're going to go with LRMC. There it is. I'm going to make that executive decision. We're no longer going to call it that. We're going to go with the acronym. I appreciate that, brother. Boy, thank you so much. I enjoyed it. Anytime. The only interactive podcast in the capital city that lets you help solve a crime. There was a shooting. Okay, is someone shot? Yes, someone is shot. The Crime Stoppers Podcast with Clay Young. Just some suspicious people running through the parking lot before. Real stories. It was my first love. Real crimes. Real people. Real justice. The Crime Stoppers Podcast with Clay Young exclusively at podcast225.com. Expectant mom and dads, Family Road of Greater Baton Rouge has some news for you. The Healthy Start program wants you and your baby to have a safe and healthy pregnancy. The program provides case management, a baby and mommy support group, virtual and home visits, virtual classes, and you even get a sonogram and a baby heartbeat check at the center. Dads don't feel left out. Family Road wants you to be a part of the visit too. The Healthy Start Fatherhood program teaches you about being a dad and what to expect with a baby. They'll also get you set up with job training and placement. And to top that off, you both can earn free baby items by keeping your appointments and attending classes virtually or in person. The role of a father is very important to your baby, and the Healthy Start program will help you have a good start. To sign up, call 201-8888 or visit FamilyRoadGBR.org. Sponsored by Family Road of Greater Baton Rouge's Healthy Start Program, Blue Cross Blue Shield Foundation, and United Healthcare. Clay Young, addressing important issues with important people, all on demand. This is Podcast225.com and The Clay Young Show. So good to be back. I really enjoyed the conversation with Summer about the governor's prayer breakfast. Such great energy she has. And then Boyd, he has this fascinating service that I think people, both athletes and non-athletes, can take advantage of. With the way the weather fluctuates down here, you always seem to have some kind of ache or pain, you know. But it was good. Good to be back. Good to be back in the chair here in the podcast 225 studio. And I'm looking forward to a run of shows over the next several weeks and next week, we're hoping to get into this thing involving Ronald Green. If you are not familiar, Ronald, Ronald Green was a man who was pulled over by state police troopers and ended up dying in their custody. Initially, it was reported that he died as a result of the car accident. Subsequent investigations have determined that this man may have been beaten to death by state police. Now, there is video of the interaction, and all of that is under investigation. The latest wrinkle in this involves Governor John Bell Edwards and some text messages. Now, a lot of people are out there speculating about what did or didn't happen. I'm not going to do that, but I do want to have some people on here next week to have a conversation about it. And I've got some guests in mind that I'm trying to confirm, and I'll let you know before the show is up who's going to be in here. 
so we can just have a conversation about it. And it really is, man, you know, you, I'll just leave it right there. We're, we're looking to have somebody on or some people on next week to talk about that. Uh, otherwise, listen, thank you for those of you who've been supporting the TV show on WBRZ Plus, Hulu and Roku and on the, the YouTube channel, the Clay Young TV show. I think we've done 33 episodes of that show. And the most recent episode features a conversation with Baton Rouge City Constable Terrica Williams about an incident involving someone with a camera and City Hall. The guy says that her officers pushed him down some steps. They say they did not do that. Well, on the TV interview, she will give you a couple of details that I'm sure you have not yet heard because I hadn't heard them. So you can check that out, WBRZ Plus. If you're listening during the day on Friday, the show airs at 7.30 p.m. If you're listening on the weekend, it airs on Saturday at 2.30, 2 o'clock and 2.30. And then if you miss it this weekend, it'll be up on the YouTube channel on Monday. So please subscribe there. We appreciate it. Thanks again to Summer for being on the show. Thanks again to, to Boyd for being on the show. And we'll catch you next week right here on the Clay Young Show at podcast225.com, iTunes, and the iHeartMedia app. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Clay Young Show.